The Brandon Peters Show may contain explicit language and detailed plot points. For more information on the show, stay tuned to the end of the episode. close out this first World Film Project Week 1 with a song. Joining me again is writer Sharare Drury. Hello. Hello. <laughs> well, for some folks, today's music video is a, well, finally, and I'll get to that in a sec. Crash Into Me is a video from Dave Matthews Band. Uh, it's the third single from their 1996 sophomore album, Crash which is a member of the big three. Uh, this album contains singles Too Much, Grammy winner So Much to Say, and Tripping Billies, but it also features live staples from them like Two Step, Liner Graves, and Number 41. Uh, it's their biggest album at 7 million copies, seven times platinum. The song was nominated for Best Rock Performance by a duo group at the 1998 Grammy Awards. Sharari, do you know who they lost to? Now I'm not good at my Grammys trivia. Let me I always, know. I always think these are fun. I'm like, well, well, who was up that year? What, what was? Who were they up better? again? Who it was, wasn't Beyonce. Let's see who was. What was better? Who were the contemporaries? It was the Wallflowers' "One Headlight," Ooh. and the favorite song of the Sirius XM station, Pop Rocks. All every time, it's "One Headlight's On." Also nominated was Aerosmith. "Falling in Love Is Hard on the Knees." Fleetwood Mac's The Chain, which I imagine is from their live album, The Dance, because Rumors was way before 1990. Uh, And Matchbox 20's Push. Interesting. So, Sharare, this is my favorite band. And uh, people who listen that know me in the show are, when are you going to do it? Why aren't you doing it? When are you going to talk about it? (laughs) And I've just, I've held up. We even wander. I've seen them. Uh, in concert uh, 55 times across the United States. Okay. All right. We got big fan energy. Uh, big fan I, I've energy. seen them anywhere from uh, the Gorge up by Seattle to SPAC in New York to Alpine in Wisconsin. Those are like the called, those are the three uh, major places to see them where the, you get the best <laughs> shows, you get the best set list. I've seen them at the Hollywood Bowl and I've, I've seen them in Charlottesville, Virginia, where they're from. Hi. I visited the hometown. I've been to the bar Dave worked at back then. I've been to all the little pinpointy places. Uh, awesome. But yeah, so that's why this has been a requested group. And here I am with it. So you've heard this song before, I imagine. Oh, oh absolutely. <laughs> I've heard this song so, so many times. I mean, I... I am I am not on the level of fandom that you're at, but I do love Dave Matthews Band. I love Satellite. Uh, what is it? Um, ants. I'm gonna mix it up. Ants marching or marching yep. ants. Ants marching. Um, I do. I think think Crash into Me. I mean, obviously, it's one of their popular songs. I've the second like you sent it, I was like, okay, like this is when I won't feel like too like in the dark with because I'm familiar with the song 
it's supposed I think like what it's supposed to mean. I wasn't super familiar with the music video though. Oh, and okay. I, watched it. I wasn't. And so when I watched it, it was like, that was a, the style. I was like, okay, like I get the style, like this makes sense. Like for like this, this band and like the time frame. but mm-hmm. it's such a weird music video for the lyrics. It's so interesting to me. I mean, it is and it isn't because I feel like the lyrics right. and what they're trying to say. I mean, it's, I get that it's kind of like this worshiping like a woman, but it's also kind of this, uh, I think, I mean, I've, I've heard a million different reasons, like why the songs lyrics are the way they are. It's like, it's like a guy looking at a woman being like a peeping Tom, like basically. And it's like the music video is very like female centric. I mean, it's a lot of women like dancing in the woods, like in different Mm -hmm. costumes and things. It's, it's a really beautiful music video, but it's interesting just compared to like what this is supposed to be about. <laughs> right. Uh, the song, uh, he, it, it's the police's every breath you take for the nineties where it's yeah. the most mis. It's a, it's a really pretty sound, sounding song and sing along. And then people decide it's going to be their first dance song at their wedding. And it's like, you know, mm-hmm. it's about a guy like staring out a window, watching a woman. Like yeah, it's uh, it's what it is, and but they're like, oh yeah, it's our first dance song. I said, no, exactly. Yeah, because every breath you take is about a stalker. The police song that everybody was like, oh, because it sounds pretty. It's got a pretty riff and everything. This one I did see one time where there's a woman. Uh, there's like a documentary or something for Dave Matthews Band for a woman to talk about. Oh, Dave wrote it about the girl, the woman that wound up becoming his wife because he was in the studio and he missed her. I'm like that now. No, it's not. No. I mean, it does. Yeah, not every song has to have such a like romantic and beautiful story. Yeah. Like they can, they can be a little scandalous. Mm. I guess. And, and, and Dave, his lyrics have always been very, very like uh, on an equal base and respective of yeah. women. Even in, even in the dirtiest of fashions, with some of his songs, yeah. he's still resp- It's in a respectful way, and you don't right. really see with a lot of male rock stars, which he was very open about and i mean they like so much to say which uh, they won their grammy off of that's a he was written with peter greiser they had a keyboard player when they were in charlottesville who quit the band like the year before they signed the record deal and came and he wrote so much to say and peter greiser was a closeted homosexual in charlottesville and that's what that song's about so many people thought that was about dave but he's didn't care it's a good lyrics good stuff good message and he's always been for that stuff so his music very honest very vulnerable yeah stuff like that the video like you mentioned uh it's directed by dean carr he does this one and he'll go on to do all the before these crowded streets videos like don't drink the water stay and crush but he's Mm -hmm. also doing videos for filter ozzy deftones godsmack three doors down right pull mud stuff (laughs) like that so he'd be a rock video guy for a bit I think the video went more for let's just do something stylish and cool rather than follow. I mean, there is a part where they say hike up your skirt a little more and the two women sitting kind of move their legs open just a hair. Yeah. But that's but it's, about, like, it's not yeah. it's not like literally like doing a flash, doing some flash dance. No, it's not like that. Yeah. But it's it's that's it. That's why I thought it was interesting. It's. It's a little quirky. It's like it's quirky and it's beautiful at the same time because, like, you know, I'm watching the, the start of it. It's people playing instruments in the woods. There are these women that 
I feel like are like what, like woodland fairy type looking creatures right. with their makeup and their flowing dresses. Then there's like a, the one thing that I like that slightly threw me off. There's like, I think a moment where it's like, there are these women dressed in some kind of like Asian attire and they're mm-hmm. like on, I don't know what it is. You're like gliding through the gla- uh, the grass. Yeah, it's like a little race car thing. That <laughs> I, think, race car. I think they like, someone pulls and they like come on that rope or something. And I love that they leave in the one biting it in the background. Like she like, Totally kills, it like kills yeah. over, and I I feel like that was an editing room choice. Like you know what, let's just leave it. In it's there. but it's it's quirky and it's but it's also very pretty. And I mean, it's a really pretty like setting, like out in this forest. Mm-hmm. He like he's singing, and he just kind of seems like it, it, it's just a fantasy. It's really pretty. It's like this little fantasy world while he's singing these lyrics that, like, the music's beautiful the lyrics are not like distasteful in any way, mm-hmm. but the, then there's like the meaning behind them where you're like, like literally when he says like hike up your skirt a little more, I mean like that doesn't leave a lot of room to imagination, No, but he's not saying it in a really dirty way. Yeah. So I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah. And uh, like I said, the, the look of it, the photography is really unique. Uh, this would be knocked off. Like this one came and then like other videos would start using the technique. Like he's got, uh, uses a bunch of like kind of stop motion, different kinds of stop motion things. Yeah. They got the uh, overexposed bleach photography, yeah. um, like sl- different kinds of slow motion, weird lenses within that little woods and stuff. But it's also got this thing we talked about months ago uh, when Aaron Newarth and I did the Beastie Boys Intergalactic. Mm-hmm. This applies here. Dave's in slow motion singing, but it matches like they didn't, like the the mouth of slow motion matches the lyrics going in a way that it shouldn't yeah. because he's in slow motion. But it's yeah. a weird little trick I that we noticed in the Beastie Boys video that they're like going really slow, but like their mouths fit with the lyrics that are going really fast. That's this one's not going as fast. I mean, that's why I mean I don't it kind of adds, I guess, again to a very like otherworldly kind of experience. I don't know. It's it's just it's it's an interesting like pairing <laughs> for right. that for that video and those lyrics because I feel like I don't know like growing up I was definitely one of those people that would just like sing the song with my friends all the time mm-hmm. and have it like a dance like it would be like a slow dance at like like high school dance right <laughs> and you're sitting here like <laughs> okay I mean I've heard it at weddings and stuff and you're just sitting here like. Do you really think about them lyrics? But it's just because of how beautiful the melody is. Yeah. I guess it's an easy song, to, but that's that's like how some great songs are. It's like they can get you if it's just a good enough lyric and a good enough melody. Like you'll sing along to it and not maybe think about it. And I don't, like, I don't, yes, sometimes, but not in this case do I buy the excuse of, well, once it leaves the artist, it becomes whatever the listener thinks it is or what it means no. to them. I'm like, no, 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 because those. Those are pretty direct lyrics that you yeah, know what they uh, say. Like, yeah. Which I, like my first experience with the song was when I kind of first really discovered them. I bought, so I had had this MTV Buzz Bin CD that was like <laughs> worthy. And it had What Would You Say on there from the first album. And so I kind of <laughs> knew a little bit from there. But then Too Much was the first single. And the week Crash came out, that weekend I was going on a trip to Notre Dame 
because my mom's cousin's kid was a volleyball player on the team. <laughs> so we were going to watch her play volleyball. So I needed a new album for that drive. And I went and I bought Crash because I thought too much was cool. Too much blew my mind because the loud orchestral sound coming from just like five dudes was awesome. I was like, that just sounds big. And, and so that was the only song I knew buying it. And they hadn't released. That was the only single at the time. So I put headphones on and I listened. I had never heard anything like this before in my life. On like, And Crashing to Me was one that stood out a lot on first yeah. listen. That one and Drive In, Drive Out. And like a lot of other ones, I'm just like, I could, I, and a lot of the, the album credit, like Steve Lillywhite, he produced her first out al- three albums. He's just got really good touches in, and he did a lot of U2 albums. He's got a lot of good touches around where just specific layering and different, they're good headphone listens if Lillywhite yeah. did them. And this one, they just, I've like crashed me. I'm like, I think this could be, this could be a popular song if it gets on the radio. And it did. And it crossed them from being just MTV to VH1 as well. Like they were hitting yeah. both markets. They got into adult contemporary. Oddly enough, not their biggest song. They have I mean it's I mean, I think it's interesting. I mean it's, it's one again, of them, it, but it's it's one of them. I mean like I feel like for me if I I think satellites the first song I think of when I think mm-hmm. it. But that's like but I don't know maybe everyone has their uh, yeah, think of the most. That's the one that I, if you bring up Dave Matthews band, like that's the first one that comes to mind for me. But in a weird, I feel like what's interesting about a lot of his songs is there's for any of his songs, like, especially like crash into me, it's like for it to mm-hmm. be like something that you want to listen to over and over. It's, I don't know. He just has a very unique voice too. It's not, it's, it's soft. It's romantic. It's, I don't know. It's, it, it captures you. He, I, I really enjoy he, the, he's kind of like, I know it's a completely different artist, but this is kind of why I enjoy like, you know, music by like Maroon 5 and Adam Levine. Mm-hmm. I just, I like a guy who has a very soft enchanting kind of singing style, I mm-hmm. guess. And that's what I get from him a lot. I mean, obviously like he can rock out if he wants to, right. but yeah. crash into me is like, a, it's just, I mean, again, it's interesting again because of the meeting, but it's, on the surface, if you're not listening to and too intensely, I mean, of course, like some of the lyrics are pretty blatant, but it sounds like a really nice, peaceful song. Right. And <laughs> it, like his voice, like the being in the fandom of it and knowing a lot of stuff, a lot of times uh, people like to bring up that his voice isn't so much like a singing voice as it is another instrument in the band because there are mm-hmm. a lot of, he has plenty of songs where they like to work on stuff on the, they're on the road all the time. They, yeah. they tour and they, they bring out new stuff on tour. Sadly, he shelves a lot of his best stuff that he's working on in favor of stuff for albums. But like he'll do songs where he doesn't quite have lyrics yet, but he knows how it's going to come out vocally. And it still sounds pretty good when he's That's awesome. just, oh, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's interesting here. Um, some other points in the video, I think like Stefan Lassard plucking the bass yes. in the water. That's iconic. Uh, also when he's like this with his hand in front, like yeah. there's a lot of photos that, that, that show in here that I'm like, man, that's just good stuff right there. And Boyd Tinsley with the skirt of violins, Carter, both of the drummer doesn't appear in here. You, if you notice the drummer, you only see the legs. Yeah. And like the hands, because I don't know what was up. He didn't show up in this video. Um, <laughs> but yeah, there's just, I mean, this is a, a notable 90s song, a notable 90s video. It's very 90s. The style of the video is classic 90s, 100%. <laughs> and 
Ladybird recently brought it back in the conversation, brought Dave Matthews Band back into a bit of a reanalysis as it's a very polarizing band to like. I, you know, people tell people and they're like, Ugh. I'm like, do you know or you just don't like people that you, the bro culture you kind of think you associate it with? Is that what? That which you don't like, or do you know any? I have music never heard of this before. That people oh. would like associate it with. I just I don't know. I Dave Matthews Band to me is just I I put it in a time capsule with mm-hmm. like other '90s bands and songs that I like, but I've mm-hmm. never found anything to be broy about. Oh, no. You go to you go to concerts, you'll you'll see. They, it tends to be a place where people will just go for a, a drunk weekend or so. I don't know. I, I like the music, so I'm not gonna. I'd be, as long as I I'm not bothered by idiots at a show, right? I'm fine. But there, there's time that somebody when something gets so popular because in the '90s they were the biggest touring band in the world for a few years, and when something hits an apex, now it's time to take it down. And I don't know. It kind of got that that vibe and stuff, but it is what it is. But Ladybird really helped him come back into a conversation and people go, you know what? It wasn't so bad. And there was a, I don't remember the band this guy was from, but he was from some like younger band a couple years ago. And this magazine had him listen to under the table and dreaming, expecting Mm -hmm. him to like dog on it and hate on it. And he'd get this fun article and the guy fucking loved it. And (laughs) was appreciating the whole thing. He's like, I'm really surprised. Like, why would you be surprised? This is like this funk jazz fusion, all this stuff going. He's like, this is, why aren't we talking about this all the time? Where is it like, and he's like, can we do the other albums too? And the guy's like, I expected you to, he's like, why I'm a musician. I like, so. Yeah. No, I, I would think like from that perspective. Yeah. I mean, his stuff's great. I, I don't know. I mean, again, everyone has like their own tastes, but mm-hmm. like, I, I think what you said a minute ago, it's, it's very accurate. He is a part of like, he's a part of he's, his voice is, an instrument in its own way, 100%. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, just even, like, the way that it lifts and it falls, and when he says things like, crash, and to me, like, like yeah. the way that he adds those elements into his singing, it's great. I like it. It's a great song. It's I can understand why, like, it's an odd song in some ways because of its meaning still, but he's not lewd um, in any mm-hmm. sense. Like yeah. you, I mean, because a lot of people, I think, like, a lot of, songwriters today well i should maybe i shouldn't put this on all songwriters but there are a lot of songs out there that don't hide as well right <laughs> no, anymore. It, so i i appreciate that that this one's not as like blatant. music has been less poetic and more blunt as it's yeah. evolved yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a good way to put it less e- poetic even dave's lyrics have gotten more blunt as it because mm-hmm. that's what people don't want to read into poetry i guess well, i i feel like for mass marketing because it's like that's the thing it's like i think the only one of the i mean i it's weird because it's like i did not like this artist growing up i was not into her until very recently but i've started to kind of appreciate taylor swift's lyric mm-hmm. like lyrics and her songs a little i mean not all of them i mean there are some songs that i think are yeah. just extremely cheesy and and that's like my point of view but i also think like some of like her recent stuff like her old albums that have come out love it there's mm-hmm. so I, maybe that's just what it is too for every artist maybe some people start more poetic mm-hmm. and more mature and then as they grow and become more popular they need to please a larger crowd so that impacts the music that they're making yeah. the lyrics that are in their songs whereas Taylor Swift started like, I know that's like such an odd example, but she started, she was extremely popular starting out. 
And I feel like now that she kind of has all this room to play with, she's like, yeah, I'm gonna make an alt album because I want to. And it's fun. And I did it during a pandemic and that's great. And I love, I love all of her music that's come out recently because I feel like she's kind of playing and taking risks. Right. But it's interesting how that works for some artists, how they start out versus where they are, like as they've matured and had more success. Yeah. Well, that's the thing too. Like a lot of people don't like DMB's output past X point, past X point. Like every time, every time a new album comes out, people jump ship, you know, and I think that's probably with every artist, but I'm like, that happens for sure. Sure. His old stuff, people is better, but I'm like, he was a hungry, broke artist in the nineties, living in Charlottesville in his mid to late twenties, traveling Mm -hmm. in a van up and down the United States. Now he's got kids in college. He's Mm -hmm. rich. He's happy with, what's he's not in dark places and odd spells anymore he's well you know that that that's a big part of it too yeah like if you're not if you're not living through some things maybe especially anymore Mm -hmm. that's going to impact you 100 percent. that makes sense yeah so i know and if you don't like his music and stuff don't hate him as a person because look him up look at all him and his bandmates have done for a lot of things all over that they don't have to do and it's just i'm like how like he's on your side that's all i gotta say (laughs) he he, you know like you look up all the stuff yeah like he's just done so much good stuff that he really wouldn't have to but it's respectful not that he's the only artist that does right for sure no that happens people kind of can't like sometimes split between like a person and like the the work that they're doing that happens for sure (laughs) the hardships of fame hardships (laughs) of fame yeah so, okay, well, Sharari, that'll do it uh, for this week. Um, thanks for talking DMB with me today. Uh, where can people yeah. keep up with everything you got going on? Yeah, absolutely. Just, uh, you know, find me on the Twitterverse at Sharari Drury. Just DM me, hit me, send me um, songs that you want me to listen to now. If this hasn't already sparked some conversation, just send me them my way and I'll check them out. There we <laughs> go. All right. And I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Brand4KUHD, written work on YSOBlue.com next week. Sharare, you and I will be here discussing Sodoma Reshayavik, which is also known yes. as remote control. <laughs> it's from Iceland. But uh, until then, always remember to keep the positivity in your online film chatter. Thank you for listening. The Brandon Peters Show is a Creative Zombie Studios production. Produced by Brad Shoemaker and Brandon Peters. Written and edited by Brandon Peters. Announcer vocals by Jessica Alsman. Theme song by Metavari. Web design and show art by Brad Shoemaker with Brandon Peters. All music and clips featured in the episode are property of their respective studios and no infringement is intended. Additional information on this and other episodes at brandonpetersshow.com. For any inquiries, press opportunities, or sponsorship, contact mail at brandonpetershow.com. The show is available on Apple Music, Spotify, or anywhere podcasts are found.